0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1.
0: It's chris brother. That's a great question. Look at you, man, with nice. the powerful questions. Woo! <laughs> this is the Chris Van Vliet Show. Chris Van Vliet Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van Vliet! Oh, welcome back to another audio adventure on the Chris Van Vliet Show. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash, NFL Sunday Ticket, and Bet online, and I'm so excited about this one. So excited! Who knew that former presidential candidate Andrew Yang was a wrestling fan? And not just a casual fan. You'll hear it here. He is a lifelong fan. And it's hard to disagree with what his favorite match of all time is. Snap a screenshot. Let us know that you're listening. Tag me. I'm at Chris Van Vleet. Tag Mr. Yang. He is at Andrew Yang. I know that he would... Love to see that you were listening to this. If you're a subscriber, you're probably listening to this early because bloop, bloop, you got the alert. That's that's the sound of an alert. Bloop, bloop. If you haven't subscribed yet, join us. And if you happen to be listening on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening to this on your iPhone right now or maybe your iPad, do people, do people listen to podcasts on iPads? Either way, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review the show and I will read one out on every episode. Until we get to that magic number of 2,000 reviews. It's not really a magic number. It's just a a specific goal. That's what it is. Because as you know, vague goals get vague results. Specific goals get specific results. This one's from Chef Matt Martin. He says, CVV deserves a title belt. I've been listening for over a year now, and I have to say, Chris is deserving of a title belt, and I'm going to keep listening until he's strapped. Chris is engaging, an awesome conversationalist, and just seems like a cool guy that hasn't let himself change, even though he talks to famous people all the time. Chris even answered a few questions of mine on Instagram, which I thought was super cool. Thanks for what you do, and thanks for entertaining us, Chris. Well, thank you, Chef Matt Martin. I wonder what kind of chef he is. Oh, maybe he's a pizza chef. I certainly do love pizza. And thank you for le- leaving the review. Please, if you haven't yet, please uh, leave a review. And yes, if you have a question on Instagram or Twitter, hit me up. I'm I'm happy to answer your questions. So earlier in the week, news came out that Vince McMahon said that talent could no longer engage with third parties and that continued violations could result in fines, suspensions, or termination at the discretion of WWE. Well, this did not sit well with Andrew Yang, who sent out a series of tweets calling out WWE and Vince McMahon uh, in particular for what he called a, quote, ridiculous classification of WWE wrestlers as independent contractors while controlling their name and likeness. He said that these were corrupt labor practices. So I replied to Mr. Yang's tweet. I invited him on the show. And here we are. And it turns out he's a massive wrestling fan. So here we go. Please welcome to the Chris Van Fleet Show, Andrew Yang. Well, Mr. Yang, certainly appreciate you taking the time to do this. Thank you so much. No problem, Chris. Glad to be here. Well, I think you turned a lot of heads this week when you called out WWE, Vince McMahon, specifically for their, quote, ridiculous classification of WWE wrestlers as independent contractors while controlling their name and likeness. For you, what, what's so ridiculous about this? I actually got a message from uh, from someone uh, who was
1: part of the WWE pointing out to me the story about how WWE was saying, hey, don't go on Cameo or Twitch. Uh, and it infuriated me because I know that the WWE has been trying to play it both ways for years, where they're saying on one hand, can't do anything without our say-so, you, we own you, but you're an independent contractor and we have nothing to do with your health, retirement, um, uh, any of the benefits you get that would accrue to an employee. So to me, you, you have to make a choice at some point if you're going to control all these aspects of a, a wrestler, a performer's waking life then you should take some responsibility, too, for that person, uh, bigger picture. Maybe like if they have a kid, maybe they get some um, maternity or paternity leave. You know, maybe they get off-season. Maybe they get recovery time. Uh, and I say this as someone who's been a longtime fan of the sport. I know you know a lot of the performers well yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They're putting their lives on the line or their health on the line, their family life on the line all the time. They've made Vince a billionaire. Uh, And then the fact that he's still being so heavy handed about their ability to make a simple buck on cameo just struck me as so absurd and ridiculous and wrong. Uh, And I've been on the side of MMA fighters who are in the similar boat, frankly, with the UFC and Dana White. Yeah. Uh, and because I got this note from this uh, performer, I said, you know, like, it's past time that someone calls Vince out for this, particularly because if Joe and Kamala win, I may be in position to do something about it. So
0: I think a lot of people were looking at this from the outside going, this guy's a politician. I mean, what does he know? But you're a lifelong wrestling fan. So, like, who were some of the people that you looked up to growing up?
1: Well. I'm a little older than you, Chris. So for me, uh, it was like the original 80s Hulkamania heyday. Uh, so my favorite wrestler was Macho Man Randy Savage. I was like a huge Macho Man guy. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dig it. Uh, Ricky Steamboat I liked. Um, and then a little bit later on, there's a whole generation of performers I really liked that passed away quite early. So it was like Ravishing Rick Rude, Mr. Perfect Kurt Hennig bunch of those guys where I was like, how could British bulldog, like yeah. a, a lot of those guys, you're like, how the heck uh, are, are they dead? Like, I feel like I saw him just like the other month and he, you know, on TV and he looked great. Uh, I went to live events with my brother who was also a fan. So I saw Andre the giant in person. I, I marveled at how enormous he was. Like, it felt like if you tuck yourself into a ball, uh, <laughs> like, spot humor, like throw you over his head. Um, so, Yeah, like I was a real wrestling fan growing up. And I feel like every kid in the 80s was a wrestling fan, unless it was just my town.
0: (laughs) No, no, this was everywhere.
1: It was everywhere uh, in in the 80s and 90s. And, uh, you know, I I grew up with it. It was a family bonding experience. My dad took my brother and me to see WrestleMania 4, you know. And so things like that, It, it was incredible.
0: Wow, so so WWE kind of like tried to clarify these statements and basically compared themselves to Disney and Warner Brothers with their intellectual property. Do you think that's a fair comparison? I
1: really do not, uh, because there there's no doubt in anyone's mind that if uh, an actress or performer plays bell from beauty and the beast <laughs> that, that, that is not actually bell does not live in a magic castle <laughs> with, with the beast uh and so if the actress then turns around and does something of their own accord everyone knows it's you know talent for, for hire and she's doing something else uh and so with professional wrestlers you inhabit a character but you're still a human being uh and you still should be able to do things as any human would do for example make an appearance show up on on cameo like do do things that take advantage of it like uh, it'd be if you chris somehow were uh in a movie and then all of a sudden you weren't allowed to turn around (laughs) and do anything as yourself right uh so so i think that the comparison is not very apt uh in large part because the treatment is so uh, uh, is so, uh, again, it, it's so dissonant because on one hand, you're saying, look, we have no responsibility for you. But on the other hand, uh, we control your very image, your name in some cases, uh, and you can't do anything without our say-so. Uh, it, it In a, a way, it's actually inhuman. It's dehumanizing. It's saying like, look, you are no longer a human being. You are this character. Uh, and I remember one of the pieces of evidence, this will show what a fan I am, uh, of how off base Vince is. you remember when he busted out like the fake Razor Ramon and the fake Diesel? Of course. Yeah. Got Holland. Kevin Nash went to. Yeah. But like, that, that's literally how he thinks about it. It's like, I made you. I invented you. It's like, actually, there are two dudes <laughs> that are walking around. They work for your competitor and no one cares about these new fake characters that you're uh, you know, you're, you're coming up with like, like without those individuals and the talent. Um, the characters don't matter and they don't exist.
0: Yeah, it's it's just so interesting that like if Chris Hemsworth went and did something as Chris Hemsworth, we don't go, oh, there's Thor doing that thing. But in the wrestling world, like the the lines are so blurred between the character and the person. Yeah, that that's
1: where I was going uh, with trying to draw a comparison with Disney, uh, you know, it's like, like Disney doesn't own Emma Watson. <laughs> it's, right. not like Emma, it's not like Emma Watson, like shows up someplace and Disney's like, can't sign those autographs. Uh, you know, and, and that's the, so if they want to compare themselves, uh, you know, they, they should really rethink, um, their values in large part, because if you do look at someone like Emma Watson or Disney or Warner, Guess what? They're members of the Screen Actors Guild and they yeah. have tons of benefits. Like if you want to go that direction, Vince, then you'd have to <laughs> you'd, you'd have you'd have to completely change how you treat your workers, which is a legitimate go. And, and that would be one thing I would suggest is, look, if you want to control their name and likeness, guess what? Then they should be part of a union or a professional association. They should have benefits up to their eyeballs. And then you can have a conversation with them about some of their activities.
0: But I guess someone on the flip side could say, well, they read the contract, they signed this, the performer agreed to this, so maybe they're on the hook for it. Well, one, I heard from a
1: performer who's not happy with this particular uh, clarification or, or this particular the rule. Um, but the truth of it is that there's a vastly uneven bargaining table at work where if you're a performer... And WWE says, hey, here's this contract, and we're going to stick a bunch of things in it that you think are unfair, ridiculous, or exploitative. At the end of the day, you feel like you have no choice but to sign that deal because WWE holds the keys to the kingdom. You know, they're the largest company, they're the surest means to elevate your career, Uh, and there hasn't been a genuinely competitive market for years It's one reason why I, like many other fans, naturally root for AEW to succeed and create a genuine uh, competitive market so that wrestlers don't get exploited. But the reality is that WWE is a quasiopoly and imagining that these wrestlers, oh, they know what they got into. It's like, well, they didn't really have a genuine uh, chance to negotiate a bargain.
0: Hey, a big thank you to you for checking out this conversation, and a big thank you as well to our sponsors like DoorDash. You've counted on restaurants, and now restaurants are counting on you. And while their dining rooms may be closed, they're still open for delivery with DoorDash. DoorDash is the app that brings you the food you're craving right to your door. You could even say they dash it to your door. Ordering is super easy. Just open up the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. So choose from your favorite national restaurants like Chipotle, mm, Wendy's, mm, or the Cheesecake Factory. Double. Many of your local favorite restaurants are still open for delivery as well. So just open up the DoorDash app, select your favorite local spot, and boom, your food is on the way to you. And right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code BLUEWIRE. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code BLUEWIRE. Don't forget, that code is BLUEWIRE for $5 off your first order with DoorDash. Also, a huge thank you to DirecTV's NFL Sunday Ticket. Oh, man. I am so excited that football season is back, even though I'm a Browns fan. Yeah, I admit that publicly. Strange, isn't it? Mm. And with NFLSundayTicket.tv, you can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon On your favorite devices, plus Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels, you will never miss your favorite teams or your favorite players. So no matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to get the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout. You will get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use that promo code BLUEWIRE. So, I mean, you've been very complimentary towards AEW. What do you think that they're doing correct, or are they moving in the right direction here? It feels
1: like they are. And I actually talked to the talent in AEW too, uh, and they like it. They say they're being well-treated and uh, they have a degree of freedom in terms of their ability to take other bookings. Um, It seems like it's an organization that has performers and talent very much at the ownership structure or at a minimum they have a ton of input. Um, so and they understand who they're competing against too. So if you have WWE, you have like the Vince uh, Empire it's very very top down and you know you have no choice and then they are the employee led alternative. And I think they take that seriously. So I was thrilled to hear from performers at AEW that um, they feel great about it. You know, and it's a, it's a, it seems like it's a very different approach.
0: So what can change? I mean, if this is a corrupt labor practice, as you call it, what can change?
1: Oh, a lot can change.
0: Because
1: <laughs> if you look at it, uh, the the WWE to me has a, has a choice. It's look we're going to treat you as independent contractors. You can do whatever you want on your off time. And we don't have uh, all of this say so over a lot of your activities. Um, Or you can start treating them like your employees, which they are. uh, And you introduce real benefits, including a real union or professional association and real negotiation. And if you saw that happen, then I, I, I think very quickly, you'd have a lot of performers uh, come out of the woodwork and say, if they weren't fearful, frankly, of losing their job or spot in yeah. the roster or, or their livelihoods, uh, where they would, they would say, I would love it if we had some recovery time, better health care, my, that my incentives weren't to go out there hurt all the time. Uh, then you could see a real transformation. Uh, and to me, it needs to be on the table. It's long overdue. Uh, you had folks like Jesse Ventura trying to... Uh, Organize this sort of thing uh, before, but Vince has always managed to just like keep the ball moving. You know, like nothing to see here, nothing to see here. But I can promise you that uh, if I'm a part of the Biden administration, uh, that and I can do something about this, I will. You have a National Labor Relations Board that officially has purview over this, and right now it's Trump appointees, and they're not going to do a thing. But if you had a different set of appointees looking at the labor practice of the WWE. To me, it's crystal clear that they can't have it both ways and that right now performers are employees in everything but name.
0: So are you, are you looking to perhaps become a part of this? You looking to become the labor secretary?
1: Uh, well, I'll do uh, one of a number of things uh, if Joe and Kamala will have me, but One of the things I said in my tweet was like, look, even if I'm not the labor secretary, can I call the labor secretary? Will I know that person? Sure. Um, You know, can I call the people who are the new appointees to the National Labor Relations Board? Yes. Like, will I will I forget about this? Hell no. And that's part of it is that like Vince and the gang, they buy because they're like, well, the mainstream press won't pay any attention to it because it's wrestling. Uh, and the wrestlers can't say a damn thing because they know we'll uh, come down on them like a ton of bricks. So let's just keep exploiting people and making our millions uh, and we'll just get away with it for decades and decades. Uh, and the bill's coming due. Uh, I'm going to be the person that does it or the person that is there when it's done. Uh, and it's going to give me great pleasure because, like I said, that people know I grew up a fan. I'm sick and tired of seeing my childhood heroes die early uh, and then not knowing whether their families had any reasonable means of support thereafter. Uh, I'm sick of having this feeling in my stomach where when you see these performers uh, put themselves on the line that some of them aren't getting what they deserve. Uh, And as a fan, we deserve better. It's like, you know, we deserve to be able to support these performers with a clean conscience, knowing that they're doing great, their families are doing great, and they don't necessarily feel like they need to perform hurt if their body uh,
0: requires some kind of break or recovery. I feel like this is a great promo. You'd be great. You, you should step in the ring. You should uh, You should cut a promo, be part of a storyline.
1: Uh, uh, well, this story is dead real. So, uh, And I, I will say, though, that there are... Uh, a lot of effective storylines that kind of melded reality with uh, fiction. So to the extent that this ends up being part of a narrative, uh, I'd be open to it because I think the fans know. The fans are smart. The fans understand what's going on. It's one reason why a lot of people support AEW is that they, they get this negative vibe from the WWE about the way the talent's being treated. And you can tell that... You can tell that has nothing to do with the bottom line anymore because the McMahon's have made so much money. Like they have enough money where they're like investing in these, you know, like football leagues and whatnot. And then the XFL failed again, you know, and so kind of like you know. So if you're a wrestler breaking your back, uh, and then the WWE is like, oh, we can't afford you. You like you're fired. It's like, well, you probably could have afforded me if you could afford to lose tens of millions on that debacle. Uh, and so that the the like the affordability argument does not apply to the WWE in a way that it applies to every other firm. If you look at AEW, I have a feeling their economics are real, um, but the, the WWE does not have that those constraints anymore because it's a public company. Yeah, you know, like the the McMahon's are now worth hundreds of millions of dollars. Uh, they spend it on all sorts of stuff. I'm going to should have looked this up prior to our call. Do you happen to know the the WWE's market cap?
0: Uh, well, I think that Vince. Well, we can look this up, but I think that Vince's is, uh, is worth 1.7 billion. So I don't know if
1: yeah, and the company's worth 3.3 billion. And so if your company's worth 3.3 billion uh, and you're mistreating workers, you know, yeah. that, I mean, that's just shameful. Really, shameful. Uh, like there, there was a point in the distant past where you could have made a legitimate argument based upon cost, but now you can't. Now it's just plain fucking greed. Uh, and <laughs> so, so we can all see it like fans know. Um, so it, it's, it's one reason why a lot of people want there to be fair treatment of wrestlers and genuine competition in the market.
0: So as we wrap this up, I'm curious to know what your favorite match of all time is.
1: This, this may date me, but it, like I remember macho man uh Steamboat WrestleMania three, just being ah, this mind blowing match as a an all time. Great. Yeah. Uh, and because I was a macho man fan, um, in part because of that match. And then, so he loses that match, but he somehow gets elevated from it because it was so good. And then he goes on to become the champion. And, uh, I loved the Macho Man title run. It made me very sad when, uh, as a kid, I was pretty young. Uh, but when they gave the title back to Hulk Hogan, uh, the following year, I was like, no, I thought we were past this, and then it came back. Uh, so that, that match sticks out for me.
0: I just want to thank you for taking the time to talk about this, to talk a little wrestling here. And look, I know this is the craziest time of year for what you do. So thanks for carving out some time for this. No problem. It's important. You
1: know, Like what happens to these performers uh, is a really big deal. Uh, And it's an emblem of what's gone wrong in the economy writ large, where if you have money on one side and people on the other, the money's winning, the people are losing. Uh, And if you can change that in any context, you, you have to do it. And if we can do this for wrestlers, it would actually be a very powerful signal. Uh, And you should know, Chris, this is not like, oh, I'm going to talk about this and forget about it. Like this bothers me and I'm not going to rest until something changes. So, you know, if you're in the industry and you're looking at this, like you should just try and make these changes without, frankly, uh, me and the government forcing you to. And then maybe you can claim like you did the right thing.
0: If wrestlers want to reach out to you to talk to you about this, is that a possibility? Yeah. The the easiest thing to, is to get me on Twitter. I'm pretty good on it. Well, that's how this happened. So again, thank you for your time, Mr. Yang. Uh, and yeah, this, this has been fantastic. Appreciate the
1: heck out of you, Chris. Stay good.
0: Well, there you have it, my friend, a huge thank you to Andrew Yang for finding time for this conversation in What is the busiest time of year for a politician? Or at least the busiest time of every four years with the election just, well, it's less than two months away now. Take a screenshot. Help us spread the message that he's talking about in this interview. Tag us both so we can share this. I am at Chris Van Vliet. He is at Andrew Yang. By the way, what do you think of his favorite match of all time? Steamboat versus Macho Man? Mm, Hard to disagree with that one. Also hard to disagree with what he's saying here. If wrestlers truly are independent contractors, then it seems to make sense that they should be treated as such. But I guess the big question here is, what's going to change, if anything? But so great to hear Andrew Yang talking about this. And thank you for hanging out with us for this conversation. And I'll leave you with this quote from Socrates. The secret of change is to focus all your energy not fighting the old, but on building the new. So there you go. Be great, be grateful, have a great week. And before we go, we've got to thank Bet Online because the wait is finally over. Oh yeah. Football is back. And you may not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. So just head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at BetOnline.ag. That's Blue Wire, all one word, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts.